This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clausen. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, I I have not heard that theme song for three years. Let's just say, yeah. and now I've heard it three times in the last two hours. We uh, this is a, a, a second go, at a this second episode. go at our second episode of the day. I mean, we're trying. We're incorporating more media. Yes. Which just mm. gives us more, more media, mo, mo, more mo media, mo problems. Exactly. Well. More more opportunity for something to go wrong. But you know what? I'm learning a lot. I'm yeah. learning a lot about formatting memory cards and learning a lot about memory space and resolutions. Oh, we're learning kind of a lot about what can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Are we learning how to get it right? Well, we're getting there. We're see, we've downgraded. We we shot the first few weeks on... Uh, like cinematic cameras. cameras. And that they come with their own... Well, you've got to swap lenses. Yeah. The more expensive things are, the more... The harder they are. The, the more, more ex- expertise you need. Yeah, exactly, Dave. So we've done. it we are a not a podcast that no. has expertise. No, so we've, uh, yeah, we've dialed that back a little. Yeah. We've uh, gone a bit more of a, a Murray Kondo minimalist approach. Yeah, so we've switched to essentially video cameras. To video. We've Everybody from... shoots on video these days yeah. anyway, don't they? Exactly. People are shooting on their phones. People have become big stars shooting stuff on their phones. People are shooting movies on their phones, mate. Martin Scorsese shot his new movie on his phone. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought he might have. Steven Soderbergh did that. Yeah. His last film. That's movie. more your Steven Soderbergh thing, un- though, un- isn't it? Than your Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Like, imagine if he'd gone to Netflix and he goes, what's the, what's the movie called? The, the uh, Which one? The new Martin Scorsese film. The Irishman. The, the Irishman. He's got, I've got this movie. It's called The Irishman. I'm shooting it on my phone. They're like, Marty, you don't want a crew or whatever? Well, Marty is the kind of guy... He goes, and I've got a landline. <laughs> it was kind of weird, too, the way people freaked out. It would be a couple of weeks ago now, yeah. by the time people hear this, about his statement about Marvel movies. And people were like, fuck Martin Scorsese. <laughs> and it's like, fairly reasonable comment, wasn't it? Well, what did he say? That he just, he'd, he'd seen a couple and he just, they weren't his cup of tea, basically, theme park what he mo- said, right? Theme park movies. Yeah. Which, they're, not fi- they're not filmed, they're theme parks. Yeah. Which is right, well, exactly. a lot of them are. I think some of them probably transcend that into you know something more than that, but but I get the point. There is, are elements of he, them. He that did not specify which ones. Like you know, even at a theme park, there's better rides than other rides. Yeah, you know. Well, I'd be interested to know where the line lies for Marty. Like, because mm. I mean, I think I feel like what he was talking about is there was a time where cinema was cinema, and now it's become kind of like you know this mass-produced franchise operation, reboots yeah. and sequels and stuff. Mm. But would he look at Indiana Jones, like, or Jaws, the birth of the summer blockbuster? Would, you, would he look at Jaws and say that's not cinema? Yeah. So Where, is he going around line? a Spielberg's place and going, you know, Jaws is not what, – what constitutes it not being cinema? Because he's done things that have had sequels. 
So like it has he? Oh, actually, maybe he hasn't. Right, I don't think he's actually maybe that's it. Maybe he's, he's used the, sequel. He's used the same cast. Like yeah. Casino is. Sort that's of what I mean. Like in like, spirit sequel to Goodfellas, he pretty much makes the same movie over and over. I mean, not the same, but set in the same world. Mm. And that was probably the bit of it that I was like. Yes, I guess that all these superheroes are set in this sort of theme park world. But you've you've essentially set your movies in a sort of mobster world. No, I, I, I don't think he's like talking it, about it, the universe. Yeah. I think he's talking about the experience of watching these films. I yeah. think he's saying that it is cheap, not cheap thrills, but, you know, it's like a theme park. It's like you, you have a great time and you forget about it, whereas cinema is a bit more, aspires to be more. Yeah, but I wonder if that, like, well, I think, A, some of the Marvel movies aspire to be more, particularly... Mm. You know, the final ones. I don't think they're just a theme park ride. What was the last film that really lingered with you, that you thought about for days and days afterwards? Uh, it should immediately come to mind based on that question, yeah. shouldn't it? Because uh, it's getting harder. As I get older, mm. I, I can see a film. Like, I, I, could, I, I could probably, I don't know, what's the film, like Infinity War or uh, what was the last? Oh, I mean, just kind of the, the name of the Endgame. film. Endgame. Yeah. I probably could tell you like a third of what happens in that Well, film. I watched Infinity War and Endgame in a row just the other night right. and actually loved them more than I had. Like I think they're movies that actually you go, oh, these are actually very mm. – like they, there's a lot in the movies. Yeah. And I actually think they reward, you know, several watches and I think that that kind of almost constitutes them as cinema. And the arc they have with Thanos and the way they introduce that character and really set up, mm. you know, his backstory and the pain that need, the characters need to go through to sacrifice to, you know, get the end result and the way that it's intricately plotted and every moment within those movies actually needs to... like Because the thing about, you know, a theme park ride, you know, that thrill ride... Yeah, I get that idea of going, yeah, I'm going on the Ant-Man ride or I'm going on the, you know, like the Thor ride or whatever. But those Infinity War and Endgame are not that. No. It is five hours of perfectly constructed, like, character. character. And often you only have a line or two yeah. to service that character in their relationship but also move the plot forward at the same time. But and to, to me, cinema? that's cinema. Is that's it? Or is it why not? You, well, you're describing storytelling. Like, but, that could be television. But what constitutes... Yeah, but if this was television, it would be a series of Breaking Bad in that the way that it's so intricately plotted and every bit of it kind of pays off at another time. And, mm. you know, there's not a moment, I think, in Infinity War and Endgame that's really wasted. And they deal with a lot of big themes and yeah. they, you know, characters have to go on all sorts of different journeys. So what differentiates that from... Because here's what I like, and by the way, I I love Scorsese. You know, some of my favorite films, but his films feel like you're just going name to, three, uh, The Departed, um, and all the other ones. You know, like there's <laughs> a gangster, yeah, there's a gangster casino. Who, who was a kid who yeah. looked up the, the But this is my point: is yeah. his one is just like you've gone to Westworld and you've gone to gangster gangster world. world. Yeah, like he just makes you know. In a lot of ways, he's just making fantasy mob films. He's also made Hugo, which is a kid's film. Yeah. And The Last Temptation of Christ. Or is that Francis Ford but the Mar But the Marvel films have different you know, themes and beats and some of them are pitched more at kids than they are as uh, adults and stuff like that. Well, I guess... All right. To answer the question mm -hmm. of what film lingered with you, I, I went and saw Midsummer, um, which is by the director who did Hereditary. I didn't yep. particularly like Hereditary, but uh, Midsummer. I don't know if it's a perfect film or what it is, but it stuck with me for so long after I saw it because it was so unique and odd and I felt like what I was seeing was a very specific point of view of a director, like an auteur. There was imagery in it, there was themes in it, there was things in it that 
to me felt unpredictable, felt unique, felt very specific. Whereas I feel like with a Marvel film or a franchise film, you know what you're going to get. Sure, they are intricately plotted stories and these characters come and they arrive and they all serve a function. But you kind of know where it's going. Like that thing about superhero fatigue is like someone is like, you know, down in the luck or turn their back on society, then is offered, you know, the, the special powers, they must learn to deal with the powers, a villain opposes them and that villain is the inversion of who they are and blah, 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 blah. So that's what I feel like Martin Scorsese was saying it was like, yeah, they're yeah. fun, but that's but why you the, know on a roller that's coaster. That's not what Infinity War and Endgame are, because I think there is lots of surprises in them, and they are non-traditional to the superhero. Format. Are they? Yes. No, because the good guys win and the bad guys lose. Like, if you're going to roller coaster, it feels like you're going to die. Yeah, but uh, what? But I was, you know, but you a lot of the, in the end. Spoilers, but if you like do some the of the good, Hobart, yeah, like you some, may die. Some of the good guys die, you know, in yeah, Endgame but, as well. But right? the good guys win in general. But they lost in the first one. Wow! Well, oh, yeah, but does it, we all knew this was a sequel coming. <laughs> yeah, but the, but but you, you're saying you know we, they lost. They have the big battle, you know, at the end of in, Infinity War, and mm. then they lose. Yeah, they still lose after it seems like they're going to win. They still lose, and you know th- that thought process. The villain has a actual motivation like which is one of those things where i go it's not like they've just gone he's a bad guy yeah the villain has a motivation he believes that the best best way way to save the universe is to halve the population and if you look at the planet earth right now the literally the number (laughs) one where will's manifesto begins (laughs) what i'm saying is thanos had some good ideas okay no but but right now if you are looking at the climate and you're looking at one of the major problems that this planet has that we're consuming resources because there's so many people, resources are being consumed in a way that is unsustainable for the planet. Yeah. So you can understand the motivation behind a villain who says, my motivation is that I will kill half of the people. I'm yeah. not here to... And it's fair. I'm not here to destroy... Random. I'm not going to kill it's everybody. It's like pull a number yeah. out of the hat. You don't know who's going to no. go. I'm whatever. not motivated by... Yeah, enmity or like, you know, like I'm not here to kill everybody on this planet. I'm not, you know, some blood. I have a motivation, which Mm. is that I'm going to kill half of everybody so the universe can survive. And I love punching people. And I I love punching people. Speaking of karate kicking, last night, um, uh, watching TV and a cockroach got into our apartment, must have come in through a window. And it was one of those flying cockroaches. Yep. And I didn't see this cockroach until I saw it like coming towards me. I leaned back mm. in my chair and karate kicked this cockroach right in the goddamn head. Like literally, it was so beautiful. It was like a crane kick. I leaned back and just flicked it. And at the exact point where my neck, my leg snapped, got this cockroach and cartwheeled backwards. Like Gemma saw it and she was like, did you just karate kick a cockroach? And I'm like, I karate kicked a cockroach. It was the greatest feeling i mean i don't know if it's animal cruelty or whatever but i highly recommend if you get attacked by a cockroach i would have done it if the cockroach didn't yeah if the, you don't want to be nothing don't start nothing that's yeah. all i'm saying well yeah the cockroach started it the cockroach flew out what well, home invasion home invasion <laughs> you, 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 it's okay it's fine now we're on your property you can do what you like at that point it sounds like we're on TG, 2gb now <laughs> yeah bloody cockroaches yeah. bloody cockroach gangs yeah. can't, can't even open your window in sydney these days without bloody cockroach crawling through and you know what i recommend you do once they're on your property karate karate kick them karate kick a cockroach you know a mr miyagi caught the fly in the chopsticks i say up your game karate kick a cockroach it's the best it man. actually feels like because they you know the, the, that big well that big thing that people say is that uh 
They can the survive, only thing that will survive a nuclear explosion will be the cockroaches, but yeah. they can't. Ex- they can't, so survive, can't survive. your feet of fury. Oh no, he survived. Oh. I'm actually. Round, I'm feeling yeah. tonight will be round two, because a karate. Because my generally. My, oh yeah, so you've made an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Generally, my approach with he's in, been plotting all day with insects in but, my house is I yeah. tra- trap and release. I'm all, even with cockroaches, yep. you know, like we'll fumigate the house and so that'll last about six months. But around this time of the year, it starts getting warmer, live near the water, cockroaches come back. I trap and release. I'll trap them, open the window, fling them out. And I'm like, look, buddy, yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but yeah. that's the message. Yeah. But this dude... You don't belong here. A karate kicked him. He stumbled, but like he flew backwards, hit the ground, then he scudded across and I tried to trap him in the glass, but he got under the couch too quick. So I reckon he's had all day to yeah. plot what he's going to do. Plot his revenge. Yeah, and it does concern me because at, I'm a new dad, so mm. a lot of naps at the moment, yeah. a lot of naps on the couch. It's I true. reckon this kind of vulnerable time. <laughs> oh, this is going to crawl up on time the couch. Just la- yeah, yeah. yeah, lay on the couch with your mouth slightly mouth open. Mouth slightly open. Yeah. <laughs> Some cockroach is going to just the cockroaches poo. I don't know if they do. Oh, well, but this guy will work out how. Well, I'm, they must, right? If they eat, they poo. If you eat, you shit, surely. Yeah, if you build it, you they can't. will come. If you eat it, you will you shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any animal that eats but does not shit? I bet there's not. Like, because that, that would, that's got to be part the law of, the... of biology. Is there, are there laws of biology? I mean, I imagine there, there are, but I don't think it's like Fight Club where there's like a, <laughs> just a couple of them. If you eat, you must shit. Yeah. Is there any animal that eats but does not shit? That is the question. If or there eats. Is, I mean, what about like a starfish? Does it have an anus? It's only got a mouth, doesn't it? I look. I don't. I don't know, but uh, I'm. I'm going to ask. Uh, well, is there any? Think about what animals are only like only ha- like a jellyfish. Yeah, it would have to be some sort of underwater. A jellyfish like, doesn't have an anus. Well, it might or have. or a mouth. What yeah, but so how does it eat then? Osmosis. Well, that's not really eating, though, is it? Osmosis, taking in nutrients via osmosis. Would you count that as eating? Well, what do you define as eating? Putting something in your gob, well, chewing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, I think <laughs> I know. As controversial as that sounds, Charlie, that is what I define as eating, um, and then swallowing. I imagine is part of it. Uh, is there any animal that eats but it doesn't defecate? Use does the proper not? Oh, should I? Do you think I the, can defecate? Do you think the internet will? Uh, oh, here we go. Well, you're just otherwise you get taken to yeah. creepy websites when you use slang. Yeah, okay. It's like I always spell cum C O M E. That's the one thing I've learned. Don't shorten it for convenience sake. Okay. Um, all right. Let's uh, see what this says. Um, Fungivory uh, is, is the process of organisms uh, consuming fungus. Uh, so. Uh, no, that doesn't really answer my question, though. Don't know why that came up as the top. That's not an animal, is answer. it? No, it doesn't seem to be. Look, I've got to be honest with you. I feel like I've um, stumped the internet a little bit. Uh, okay, I'm going to... Do you want me to look as well? Yeah, please do. Um, uh, animals. Uh, any animal that, that doesn't defecate. Don't shit. I'm going I'm to just go straight to the point now. Animals that don't poop. There we go. Let's see. Okay. Um, all right. Me. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, um, uh, <laughs> oh. that's not a sound effect on our brand yeah, new roadcaster. Okay. No, this is like quirky ways of pooping. Are there animals that don't poop? Okay. Uh, mini mayflies. Mayflies lack a digestive system altogether. Oh, that makes sense. Um, uh, 
Demodex mites, Demodex mites lack an anus and store waste in large cells in their intestines. So there you go. Uh, and jellyfish don't really have an anus. There you go. Jellyfish like don't an have an anus. Song. Jellyfish don't have an anus. So they don't poop, but they do excrete waste. Same for sponges. How? Do they sweat it out. Yeah. <laughs> does yeah, a jelly- so. Google, does a jellyfish sweat? <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, no. This is the next question because this is on Quora. You know, we can yeah. ask questions. So, yeah, animals that don't. Oh, is poop. it about having sex with a jellyfish? And then the next one is like, um, after pooping, some of the poop stays in my rectum, and I use my finger to get it out. It itches later if I don't clean it with my finger. Is this normal? Like, there is so much information on the internet. Why do you need to... I mean, is that such specific a question that you have to ask it? You know what I mean? Like with some basic research, you could have figured that out. I understand that sometimes you're like, for instance, I had to get the memory card working for today. Yeah. I had to quickly Google how do I reformat a yes. card for this particular brand of camera. Yes. That's a specific question. But do I need to clean my anus? Like you need to ask? You're no. right. I'm with you. Let's that's it. Half the population gone. Fuck fucking the resources. Just there's too many idiots. You're talking me around. Martin Scorsese doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, hey, speaking of Hollywood movie stars, uh, while we were having a break in between uh, our records, uh, I met your uh, baby. For the you met my daughter. I met your daughter for the very first time. Yeah. Um, she is tiny. Yeah. And she does, as you promised, have tiny ears, much like her father. Yeah. And uh, she's absolutely gorgeous, but she's tiny and precious. And uh, um, I saw Junior as well, which was great. Yeah. Got to spend some time with Junior. He looked and, all right, uh, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. He, his coat's like kind of shiny and he seemed... He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he's definitely lost a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he was in a good paddock yeah. for a while. Exactly. And you know what their thing is? He can get in a good paddock again. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got... Yeah. What, what basically, you know, he's done perfectly is now, because there's no reason for him to keep fit. No. You know, you can really just spoil him now and he's got some room to shove Cheese in burgers. some treats. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right. So um, that was really good. Uh, but then uh, Gemma was saying to me, she said, did Charlie tell you about, can I say the name? Is it going to spoil yeah. the story? Oh, let you, t- you tell, I'll the, tell the story. You know, so, what I, you know the story that I'm trying to yeah, yeah. get to, so yeah. I don't want to spoil it by giving away information. Well, if anyone follows my Instagram account, because um, uh, uh, my baby daughter, uh, the first item of clothing she puts on, you put on her with the nappy, is a little white singlet. Yeah. Wife, a wife beater. A wife beater. <laughs> yeah. Do we call them that anymore? No, no, I hope not. White singlet. Um, and I noticed because of the uh, her, her hairline, she looked like a little John McClane from mm-hmm. Die Hard. Yes. And so I took an adorable photo of her in her white singlet, pulling a very John McClane-like mm-hmm. face, and then put it side by side with a photo of Bruce Willis from Die Hard with yep. a Vengeance, where his hairline, not the first Die Hard, Die Hard 3, where it's receding, but before he goes bald. You know the, one, you know the hairline I'm talking well, about. Well, I, I, I know the photo you're talking about, because yeah. when Gemma referenced uh, Bruce Willis, I just assumed that she was talking about that photo. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I saw the photo. It's very cute. Yeah, your yeah. baby looks like Bruce Willis. They're both wearing a, both balding and they're both wearing a singlet. I yeah. get it. It's adorable. Yep, yep. I know this whole story. There's probably no more to this story. <laughs> I know everything there's meant to know. Please don't. La, 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 la. There is no more to this story. <laughs> yeah, you told my wife to shut up. Yeah, shut, shut up. up. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I know the bloody Bruce Willis story. <laughs> 
So I post this photo on uh, social media. I get a lot of likes. Everyone loves it. My daughter's cute. Bruce Willis, haha, very funny. Anyway, a couple of days later, I wake up and a friend of mine, an actress uh, who's based in LA, sends me a text and is like, hey, um, is this your studio number? I'm like, yeah, it is. And she's like, um, have you just had a baby? I was like, yeah, congratulations. She's like, I'm sitting next to Bruce Willis. <laughs> I just showed him the photo. He says, congratulations. <laughs> So Bruce Willis saw the photo. Wow. Which is great. Wow. And felt okay about it? Well, from the report or Bruce Willis has famously got a good sense yeah, of humor. Great sense of humor. <laughs> Seems like a real relaxed fun guy. happy guy. Yeah. Uh, I I think so. Like yeah. she I didn't I sort of didn't press her any further on that, but uh yeah, no, she said that you know, he seemed to like it. But Gemma is Bruce Willis is one of her favorite Probably actors. he was probably actually just looking at your daughter just go there's uh you know, Die Hard 9. Die Hard 9. Die yeah, Hard 9. Die with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I couldn't think up a good – and I needed you because I couldn't mm-hmm. think up a good pun because I had like, you know, uh, he's my, I think I said Cry Hard was the best. Oh, Cry Hard. That's yeah. not bad though. Exactly, like, but that's pretty obvious. But yeah. I had a couple good ones come mm-hmm. in. Diaper Hard with oh, a yeah. vengeance. Nice, good. Which is good. And Yippie Kaye Mother Sucker. Oh, that's great. Yippie Kaye Mother Sucker. Yeah, so Bruce Willis knows about my daughter. Yeah, well, there you go. I well, mean, that, I guess it makes sense. Well, I guess if you – there's a, a chance so, that if you put a picture of that celebrity next to a baby that at some stage well, okay. that will get to the celebrity. Here's what I thought. Yeah. And that wasn't intention. After mm. – this is only after I posted it because I saw I was getting a lot of likes. Yeah. It's like – this will oh. this will get on Ellen. Yeah, <laughs> on, on Ellen. Because you know yeah. Ellen's always posting like, cute. "Oh look, it's a baby that looks like Bruce Willis." Yeah, yeah. Well, and well, then like, Bruce Willis will come out. Yeah, and like, I'm going to sue that fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> Notoriously, it doesn't have a great sense of humor. Uh, we don't have much time. No. So look, we thought we'd get to some uh, correspondence because we're way behind mm-hmm. on this. So let's do a couple of Gmails. Yes. Uh, couple Gmails. A uh, couple of Tmails. A uh, couple of Tafop correspondence, yeah. and we'll get some Patreon messages as well. Okay. This is from, oh yeah, this is not a real, this is, I just thought this would be funny to read out. Mm, Okay. Um, Hey Tofop, expression of interest in an interview for your podcast. Hi, how are you today? I'm writing to you to express an interest in your podcasts and see if you'd like our CEO to come in on one of your podcasts. Oh, I would actually. Wes is the founder of Muscle Protein. Wes? Author, international speaker, Uh and all-round good bloke. Okay. Who can talk on many diverse topics. Okay. Mostly building muscle, I imagine. Prior to founding Muscle Protein, mm. Wes has owned businesses in business and sales coaching, self-storage, and a motivational speaker. Okay. How do you own a business in motivational speaker? Mm. Oh, he has his own motivational speaker business, I suppose. Depending on your audience's needs, mm. <laughs> Wes can inject a huge sense of humor and energy on topics such as... Okay, well, firstly... That is our audience's needs. We yeah. need to, him to inject a sense of the humor. sense of humor because yeah. they're just sitting there, yeah. arms folded, yeah. going like, going, "Come on, Wes! Charlie's baby doesn't look like yeah. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis." What about you, Wes? You got anything? Uh, he can talk on topics such okay, as. Tell me the topics. And here's a huge shot. Yep. Sports supplements and products. Okay, yep, yep, yep. How to bulk up? Business startups. Mm-hmm. Social media growth. Oh yeah. Motivation. Mm. Probably yelling at you. Yeah. I imagine. So, bulk up. Have and, more protein powder. And how to overcome your fear oh, yeah. in sport oh, yeah. and business. Okay. And much, much more. Well, it sounds like many of those pretty things, much two topics. I was going to say, many of those things sound Relative like sport and all business. the same thing. If you'd like any information, you can contact me at blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, I look forward to hearing from you, and I know it would be a very entertaining episode of your show with Wes. Kind regards, blah, 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 blah. This is so clearly like just a group email. Mm. <laughs> it's like well, one of his tips of how to grow your social media <laughs> is just send random emails to people to see if they can get on, you can get on their podcast. But I love it's like, Arcee, I would love to come on your podcast. Podcast? What, insert name of podcast yeah. here. Dear Tofops. <laughs> Uh, so what do you reckon? Should we get him Well, on? you know what? I mean, he's probably seen some of your photos. You're in good nick. Yep. You know, he's probably already done Joe Rogan. Yeah. Or maybe he can't get on Joe Rogan. No, you don't. That's the that. problem. Yeah. He can't get on Joe Rogan, so no. he's lowered his sights a little. <laughs> he's like, what else is out there? Uh, this is from Sarah. Uh, or Sarah. Hey, Charlie and Will. Sarah here. This is my second email to Tofop. I was the listener with a dislike of a red-headed Ed in 237. Oh, red-headed Ed Sheeran. I heard on a recent... He was in a movie that I watched recently, speaking of movies. I watched Yesterday. Oh, yeah. A movie about... I liked Richard Curtis movie. Did you... You didn't like it. Oh, you know what? I I think I told you the premise of that film and you thought you were going to love it. I like the premise still. Yeah. After watching the movie, I still like the premise because I've had that dream. Like, not necessarily about the Beatles, but that idea that... Stealing another artist's work yes. and passing it off as your own. Well, just waking up and nobody having ever heard of... Because I don't think... And it's one of the plot lines of the film, but he is kind of haunted by the fact that he's doing something unethical. But he isn't. The, the music doesn't exist in that universe. He remembers the music... He remembers these, this band. But if no one else in the world remembers the band, then is he really stealing another artist's work? I mean, I get that you might not get the same satisfaction Senses, yeah. out of performing it. but Well, I think it's just being uncomfortable with the praise of your own mm. genius. Yeah, that you're a genius. Yeah. But, and this is, I, I think what, I mean, it's a romantic comedy and it, that's... Yeah, it's very light. Yeah, it's very light. I would have liked to see a grittier Harder. version of the movie. So, which is weird because Danny Boyle directed mm. it. And you would have thought that that's the direction it would go in. Because yeah. I, look, I really enjoyed it, but I got I saw it at Sydney Film Festival yeah. and maybe got swept up in. Cause no, no, it was fun. No, it's definitely a fun film, but I, there was just so I, much more where I was like, you could have really this is a good explored the idea of what a universe would actually be like without the, the you know, the, probably the greatest music group of all time. I think this is a good example of roller coaster movie thing. Because I totally had a roller coaster moment where I came out of it and I came out yeah. of thinking, this is great and I totally recommend it to the gem and she saw it and she didn't really like it. But her main issue was if it had been any other artist but Ed Sheeran because she just can't stand Ed Sheeran because apparently Chris Martin was the original yeah. choice to play that role and she's like, look, I can bear Chris Martin, anyone, just not Ed Sheeran and the idea that Ed Sheeran is the modern day equivalent of one of the Beatles just like... It's prevented her. The suspension of disbelief was too great. Well, there was also the irony with Ed Sheeran that, like, he's had a few lawsuits and stuff where people have kind of accused him of, like, you know, right? lifting their work and stuff. Yeah, regardless of whatever the truth I of it is. I can't be mad at Ed but Sheeran. He did a guest on Home and Away where he uh, serenaded me and my TV wife. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Oh, absolutely, like, adorable guy. And I actually think quite a talented artist. It's not my cup of tea. I love it I've when he raps. That's when I reckon Ed Sheeran's at his best, when he raps. I, well, I mean, there's like Jay-Z, Eminem, Ed Sheeran. Well, you know like that he's done, a, he's done a song with 50 Cent and uh, Eminem yeah, on his latest I've album. Yeah. Um, 
So, but there's a great line in in yesterday about like where the because Richard Curtis has a bit of a playbook. Like there'll be a big dumb goofy friend who says all the things that the main league can't say. You know, he's your uh, Reese Ifans Reece or whatever his name yeah, exactly. Reese from Notting Hill. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there's always that. a girl from Four Ends and a Funeral. Yeah. The, the little friend. Yeah, exactly. There's always like that sort of character, and there's one of those in this film. And he at one stage does the whole. Yeah, you know, I like it. Particularly love when you rap. <laughs> You know the one bit in that film that I really, really dug yeah. was when he performs Help down at um, the beach. Yeah. And it was this really punky version mm. of Help. And I was like – and that's where I felt like the Danny Boyle element yeah. came in. I mean, I loved all the transitions and stuff. But I was like, yeah, that is almost a punk song. Mm. Like if you actually listen to the lyrics and what John Lennon was trying to express in that, that is a genuine like, I'm on this fucking like – But also at that moment in the film, you actually were like, oh, this music is reflecting how – like this character is needs help. Like he's desperate. He's got to this point, and I was like, there was more. There, a lot of the time they played things for jokes. That and I get it. It was a romantic comedy movie, but you were just like, I would have liked to see that universe explored a bit more. You know, there's that lovely moment where he, yeah, because it turns out that the Beatles aren't the only thing that has disappeared from the universe. You know, and occasionally through the film, there'll just be a little nugget where you realize, you know. There's no cigarettes or whatever, you know. And the the one where he, like, looks up Oasis and, you know, (laughs) there's no Oasis and he just goes, "Mm, makes sense. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and you're like, that's a great joke. But at the same time, so much of modern music is based on, you know, the Beatles and what the Beatles were. And just even exploring that idea of are the songs good by themselves? If, like, if you write the Beatles songs today without the context of them being the Fab Four and without the context of the growth of uh, us watching the Beatles go from I want to hold your hand through to... Because I want to hold your hand and Eleanor Rigby or Sergeant Peppers next to each other could be written almost by two separate artists. But we got to see them go from I want to hold your hand to Sergeant Peppers and see the growth of them. Whereas if you just put all those songs on an album in the first place, do they even make sense? Are they such amazing songs or are they amazing songs because the we've of grown the up with them yeah. and, we, yeah, and we love those artists and they're all part of the, you know, the journey? So, again, I, I, didn't, I actually didn't mind it as a film. It, just some of those old-fashioned Richard Courtesy things where, like, the, yeah, the best friend, girlfriend's always going to be the, I'm like, there love. just wasn't quite enough sort of surprise in it for yeah. me is what I would say. Okay, so Sarah Sarah writes. <laughs> I would say that's not cinema. <laughs> I had in a recent episode the delight when you discovered a couple of listeners were doctors. So I thought I'd throw my hat into the ring and let you know that while I'm not a medical doctor, oh. I do have a PhD in chemistry. Oh, I'll take that. Does that count? Yeah, PhD, 100%. absolutely. All, all we want on this show is people who are smarter than us, which is pretty much everyone. Yeah, but please, when you write to us, point out if you think you're smarter than <laughs> us or not. That would be good. I uh, love your work, Sarah. Charlie, I suspect you mispronounced my name wrong again. S-A-S-A-R-A, Sarah, Sarah. 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 I don't know. We I don't would, know. Well, how yeah. am I meant to know? It's not fit, bloody, you know. K Sarah. 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 Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. All right. Uh, next little uh, tough correspondence is from Martin. Two Colin Fop, Christmas Thieves. Okay. Dear Will and Charlie, love your on-demand internet radio show. Oh, good. It's my first time emailing, but I started tuning into Tofop when you had five episodes recorded. I was listening to the most recent one, uh, 258, Kid Rock, 
and was amused to hear Charlie's story of a Christmas morning that was eerily similar to something that happened to me. Now, by the way, what episode are we actually up to now? Uh, 266, yeah. I think. Okay, I said it on the yeah, Within like yeah, months. A couple of months. <laughs> uh, so, the, so the story I told was uh, apparently my old sister once got up early, uh, went out to all the kind of Santa sacks and just cherry-picked the best toys and put them in her bag. And so when mum and dad got up, she saw it and they couldn't say anything. It's a hard, she had them over a, a barrel. It's genius. Genius. It's genius. Christmas 1983. My sister wakes me up and tells me that Santa has left each of us a He-Man and Masters of the Universe figurine. And he also left her two Barbie dolls. My sister, being a bit of a tomboy, had decided that my toys were better than hers. So she nicked one of them. Yep. But she was crafty enough not to steal both, as no. that would have been too obvious. Yeah. For so ref- we each got a He-Man. <laughs> no, you got two He-Man. <laughs> and uh, now I have one of those, plus two Barbies. <laughs> for reference, she was five and a half at the time. Smart. And also not her first theft. Oh, great. When my parents woke up, they stepped in with, um, I think maybe Santa meant for Martin to get both the He-Man toys. But four-year-old me was too busy playing with my stuff and didn't hear this. And so for years, I thought that Ram Man was my sister's. And here are the links to the two toys. I think I ended up with a better one. We don't need the links, man. We know. On the topic of 80s cartoons, my brother bought uh, my kids some DVDs of He-Man and Transformers. I could get not get over how blatant these sh- shows are about being glorified 30-minute ads for toys. It was like watching <laughs> The Simpsons... Choco Bot Hour. Keep up the good work. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The whole reason Hasbro was they a were producer. Toy they, they were a toy company. Show. And you fell yeah. for it, you four-year-old idiot. Yeah, and then we all fell for the Transformers movies and the Transformers sequels, which, ironically, Martin Scorsese considers cinema. <laughs> it's from Jim. Hey, Tofop. Hey, Charlie and Will. Just following up from your... Uh, just following up... Sorry. <laughs> it's so far away from my eyes. Just to follow up from your friendly Dr. Jim... Another oh, doctor. Nice. Now the doctor. They keep me laughing and I keep you living has become a mantra of mine. Oh, nice. I am trying to figure out how to incorporate... We finally had something to catch on. <laughs> they, keep me, they keep me laughing, I keep you living. I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate a discussion about comedy into the end of my consult so I can just throw it out there. Thanks for coming in today. You feeling better? Oh... Oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, want to know how I keep upbeat in the face of death and disease? Well, it's TOEFOP. They keep me laughing, so I keep you living. living. See you next time. Wow, laughter's the best medicine. I imagine a look of perplexity comes across the patient's face as they leave the room and I awkwardly chuckle. So I'm going to try it. Any other tips on how to spice up a boring appointment? Thanks again. I was very excited to hear my letter read out. Oh. Dr. Jim. Dr. Jim. A learned doctor. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Tofop, Australia's number one medical number podcast. Number one medical podcast. Well, n- number one podcast listened to by the medical profession rather than a medical podcast. You we got, should point that out. So any advice to spice up the consultation? Uh, you know, I did get a weird request today on Instagram. I'm not sure this would be necessarily um, something that uh, – I think I might have erased it. But uh, uh, somebody messaged me to say that they would like a new podcast, which was just an hour of me laughing. So maybe like, you That's know, in creepy. a kind of like – laughter therapy sort of way yeah um then you know maybe that could be the thing like you know you just kind of you know put it on in the background it's just kind of gently or maybe when they're going under like you know for some sort of surgery or whatever you just like put these headphones on and you wake up to the sound of like yeah of like laughing it's very creepy yeah uh james hi charlie and will i was just listening to episode 259 which is called Oh, good for you. <laughs> We're well going to out of you. that. Well done. And someone wrote in about being embarrassed when they had to try and explain what TOEFOP was to non-listeners. Yes. It occurred to me that TOEFOP is kind of like the Matrix. 
Unfortunately, no one can be told what TOEFOP is. You have to hear it for yourself. You have to experience it. All you need is a pair of pince-nez sunglasses. Yes, I googled the correct name of Morpheus' sunglasses and you're all set. Cheers, James. Do you reckon that's true? TOEFOP is very hard to describe. It's hard for us to describe, so it must be hard to describe to other people. So maybe it is a little bit like, you know, well, you can't truly know TOEFOP until you've experienced TOEFOP. little side note. Where we're recording, this is the uh, we're recording in the the uh, shared creative space. I, I share with a couple of uh, it's a uh, nice designers. space too. Lovely, yeah. So as I was setting up, one of the women I who shares my office space was like, "So what are you recording?" I said, "It's uh, my podcast." She's gone, "What's it called?" I said, "Tofop." And she's gone, "Another oh, one with Will Anderson." I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Are you Charlie?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I've been working with you for like 18 months." Like generally when people recognize me from the podcast, it's because of my voice. This woman hears me talk all the time, and she only just put it together. She's a big fan of the show, apparently. Yeah. Well, me, anyway. <laughs> Will Anderson's podcast. All right, so we've got time for a couple more? Yeah. Um, yes, quickly. Okay, all right. Let's go to Patreon. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent an email to Tofop Respondents. Yes. If you want to do the same, go to tofop.com. There is a link there where you can send us a message. Okay, here we go. God, we haven't, we've got like 40 messages okay. back up in our Patreon. We're going to do a dedicated yeah. Patreon message episode. No, no, no. Well, now that we know this works... Because this is our first time doing it here because we wanted to do it closer to your space. Baby. To, baby. to, to Bruce Willis' baby. And, and so I could see Junior. It was yeah. good. I like this. Um, uh, but now that we know that this can be this set works. up and done and you know what you're doing, we can... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Plenty of time for shit to go He on. says. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is from Wayne. Hey, Charlie and Will. First, thanks. I've written and deleted many messages. <laughs> Actually, typo. I've written, written and deleted many massages. <laughs> Every message just comes across as pathetic. During the hard times due to mental issues, you two have been a rock. So thanks. Oh, thank you. And the best part about that is he didn't include his uh, email address. So I don't have to send not a getting sticker, a sticker back. That's <laughs> uh, from Dawn. Hey, Charlie and Will. Regarding episode 254 and your discussion of who could be cast in the new Bill and Ted as a cool in the world of music Rufus yep. while being mindful of diversity, what about Donald Glover? <laughs> I approve. He's cool, musically inclined, truly hilarious, and most importantly, could use the recognition. Uh, yeah, finally. <laughs> finally, if somebody gave Donald, Donald Glover a break. That's the only problem with it, is that he is your absolute go-to of like, can we get Donald Glover? Yeah. Okay, we'll consider some other options <laughs> if we can't get Donald Glover. I hope you get a chance to read this before the new Bill and Ted comes out. I won't ask for a sticker pack because I'm in the US, but we'll still settle for Will bringing his stand-up to the east coast of the United States, preferably Philly. But I guess I'd drive up to New York. I adore you both. Thank you so much for the constant laughs. I, you, uh, I must admit when I played, I think Helium might be the club there in Philadelphia. Um, I had a brilliant time. There's a vegan restaurant in Philadelphia that I went to that I still follow on Instagram just because I enjoyed their food so much that I sometimes just like, look to, like to look at pictures <laughs> of it and remember it. Saddest thing I've ever Well, you heard. know what it is? Like, it was so good. Somebody said to me, they said, when you're in Philly, you've got to go, go to this vegan restaurant. And, uh, Did I have a vegan Philly steak? Uh, like they probably did. They, they kind of run a whole bunch of because it's a, a vegan fine dining restaurant. It's like Crossroads in uh, yeah, in LA. LA yeah. But to me, it was it was better. And um, so I had I had it highly recommended. And I'm only in Philly for like the weekend, right? So I think I went like f- Friday night. I might have gone there for dinner before the show. And as I was walking out, I booked in for Saturday lunch because it had just been so good. I was like, and plus, you know, how often am I in Philly? 
So I went Saturday lunch and then I went back for Saturday dinner. So essentially they had some guy come into their restaurant for three meals and then casing, never casing come back again. They're called security. Yeah. All right, this is from Ryan and he included his address. So Ryan, you because of time, you may be okay. our solo yep. sticker pack winner. Give it a go. G'day Charlie and Will. A massive thanks to the podcast. I was overseas for work last year, sometimes during 20-hour shifts. Wow. And you're, are you a doctor? And you're rambling... <laughs> Helped keep me, uh, helped me keep a sense of humour for the months I was away. Also, Two Guys, One Cup helped invigorate my support of the AFL and my beloved Eagles gave me something to look forward to every week. I got back the day before the grand final. My sister surprised me with tickets. Made the time away almost worth it. I also wanted to thank you for your talk about mental health. While it is getting easy to talk about that sort of thing, the rate of veteran suicides show we still have a long way to go. The more openly we can discuss it, the more support people should be able to oh, get. So maybe you were serving overseas. Oh, yeah. Possibly. Shifts, that makes yeah. Sense. So, um, yeah, uh, the veterans returning uh, is one of the major areas. He's in Canberra, I'm going to say. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Luke Darcy, who I, who I work with, um, uh, he very interested in meditation and one of the areas he's interested in using meditation is for you know soldiers experiencing PTSD, PTSD and, yeah. and returned servicemen. And, like, this is the uh, thing that I always say is that, you know, if we're going to send these people off to fight on our behalf, or you know, then what we owe them is to look after them when they come back. And I think so often we spend all the money on the the guns and the tanks and the missions and stuff, and we don't like spend enough of it on you know letting helping these people be reintroduced into society in a positive way. But we so this will be a couple of weeks from when we when it happened. But uh, last night when we're talking on Gruen, yeah, last night. Um, we played uh, the Danny Frawley ad that one in five. Have, do you, are you familiar with this? So Danny Frawley was, for those who don't know, international listeners, and was a, an AFL footballer uh, and who struggled with his mental health and was very open publicly about that. And um, uh, he died and it was, you know, he was a beloved figure, but there was an organisation called One in Five who are a mental health organisation. They're doing research into into the causes of mental health and um they, he'd recorded an ad with them and they debated a lot about whether they would play it or not because they were worried that, you know, there, there could be some people who watched it and went, well, if, you know, if he can't make it, then how can I? And But they decided in the end after a lot of advice that it was probably, you know, the family were on board and, and that, you know, that it was a more positive thing to do. But we had a big discussion about uh, mental health uh, on, on Gruen on Wednesday night and the amount of messages... Yeah, we don't often talk about this, but... I know that both of us get, uh, and I get them through philosophy. I get a lot of messages from people, um, you know, around the mental health space, who are glad that you know there's conversations around the mental health space, and and sometimes because we talk about it now so often, you forget that in some places it's still a thing that is not talked about at all. So yeah, I, that's 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 cool. I'm glad that that um, that's something that people are getting out of this. Ryan continues, I saw this conspiracy theory the other day (laughs) (laughs) about having the world end in 2012 and I thought I'd pass it Uh, on as it falls right into the Toypop mythos. uh, Great. You may have seen it already, but I want to make sure. I was like, how am I going (laughs) to dig my way out of this hole? There's no comedy left here. conspiracy theory. Yeah, good. Uh, Ryan says, thanks for everything, keep up the good work. He sent us his address. Ryan, uh, we're going to send you a sticker pack. So if um, you want to support the show, Will, the best way to do that is on Patreon. Right here, Patreon. Dot com. Uh, that's the best way to keep the lights on uh, on this show. Obviously, we have advertisers from time to time. But that is very periodic. Um, so that is 
the best way to support us. Yeah. And you can be in the running to win a sticker pack if you send us some messages via our website. We also have a YouTube channel, Tofop TV, where you can see clips from our shows, Q&As, web series. We'd really like you to go there, yes. become a subscriber, Click. sign up, because the thing is if we like. get 4,000 views a month, 4, we monetize mm. our YouTube channel. It means we can actually start making some money from the show. So just come in, go to every playlist mm. and click it two or three times. Um, that would keep us happy. So like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. If you want to listen to other podcasts that we do, go to tofop.com. There's Willosophy, Two Guys, One Cup, which is off-season now, but you can go back and go through the old seasons. Why not? Comedy is You actually can. Well. The good news about our podcast is we don't really talk, talk about, about the actual games that yeah. much, so you can re-listen to a lot of them. Uh, and that is it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Shit. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.